good, defenders. And if you listen very, very carefully in the distance, you can hear the sound of a tree falling as if it's been cut down in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. I don't know, maybe at Bank of California Stadium where LAFC took out the Portland Timbers Round of 32, U.S. Open Cup, exercising the demons. You know my voice. I'm the Scarf J.R. Liebert, and sitting directly across from me in beautiful Lawndale, California, is one Christian Philly, Philemon. Defenders, good evening, good morning, top of the whatever day to you. Gather around the fire, defenders. We're about to tell the tale of a famous lumberjack. Steve Tarundolo's new nickname, Paul Bunyan. I mean, come on, everybody. We hadn't beaten this team, Philly, in what? 605 days, 3-0-3 they were in our last six matches, and yet all it takes is some dolo ball, baby. Paul Bunyan is a giant lumberjack and folk hero in American and Canadian folklore. He ex- his exploits revolve around the tall tales of his superhuman labors, and he is customarily accompanied by Babe, the Blue Ox. The character originated in the oral tradition of North American loggers and was later popularized by freelance writer William B. Laughhead in 1916. Yes, defenders, we're talking about Paul Bunyan, the lumberjack extraordinaire, which we're going to be referring to as LAFC for the duration of this podcast. But we have a nice tale to tell you how a black and gold team led by Steve Chirondolo put in his Paul Bunyan-esque lineup and absolutely buzzsawed through those pesky pine trees. Philly, it I'm was so, glorious. I'm so glad that it says that it's in both American and Canadian folklore because the Canadian yes. really stood on his head today. Maxime Crepeau giving maximum efforts. It was beautiful today. It is. It was. It was. This is what it's like. All due respect to every other keeper that has come before us. This is what it's like when you have... Maybe the best keeper in MLS behind you. Save after key save. He did go on walkabout a couple of times tonight. Made a little bit of an adventure of he it. He went on a journey. But listen. He frolicked through Bank of California. Six Stadium. shots on goal for Portland. Six shots for Philly in the scar. <laughs> and six saves for one Maxime Cropot. Break out the Labats. I mean, come on. He was actually... Molson. Molson for Maxime. I don't know. We got to have a little taste test. I don't know if I have ever had Molson and Labatt's back-to-back. And but if you had difference. Tim Hortons? I've had Tim Hortons. Have you had Beaver Tails? I, giggity? How about poutine? Whoa. Oh, we're going, family to, we're, show. we're going to Canada, baby. <laughs> I can't wait. We, I do really want to go to Vancouver. We got to do that. Philly, for the uh, third time. In four days, we were at Bank of California Stadium. It oh, seems you were. <laughs> well, that, that's right. Uh, I got back from San Diego. For the third time in four days, Panda was at Bank of California Stadium. Who's that? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it was, uh, what? Was <laughs> Saturday, hey. Sunday, Tuesday. What kinds we're, of things you find in these forests? We're, huh? <laughs> we're going Lumberjacks back and trees and pandas and On kitties. Saturday. I don't even know what's happening right now. For the third time in five years, and for all three times we've ever been in U.S. Open Cup play, of course, 
we draw Portland, and all three times, Philly, have been at the friendly confines of the Cathedral of the Black and Gold Bank of California Stadium. Yup, 2018 was a pretty stellar U.S. Open Cup for LAFC because they managed to get themselves all the way to the semifinals where they fell late to penalty kicks to a Houston Dynamo team that ended up winning the U.S. Open Cup that year. No big deal. We beat Portland. Not thinking much of those pesky pine trees. But as our time at Bank of California Stadium and in the MLS matured, I would say outside of the LA Galaxy, our fiercest rival would have to be the Portland Timbers. Sure. Controversy anytime we engage with Portland. Oh, they had too many international players. Or, or the <laughs> racist banter thrown at Adama Diamande. Clearly, clearly a rivalry brewing between these two clubs. But 2019, thanks to a late goal by a now member of the San Jose Smurfquakes, Jeremy Abobasi, that ended our stellar Open Cup run in the quarterfinals. We didn't even make it to the semifinals. Did not. But this time around, defenders, we managed to win our first match against Orange County, 5-1, to one, and then we drew those pesky pine trees again. And Tuesday nights at the bank were certainly fun for uh, engaging in battle with the Timbers. Although Tuesdays are, you know, it's not even hump day. Like Tuesdays, I don't know, what's what's the worst day? Tuesday or Thursday? Now you have Taco Tuesday. All right, all right. Doc, Taco Tuesday. And we did. We had those Trejo's Tacos at Bank of California Stadium. They were small, but tiny but mighty. Yeah, they they were 15 bucks. They were also $15. Yeah. Uh, No food or drink included with the normal club tickets this time. Philly. 600 plus days since we last beat Portland. 3 0 and 3 they were in their last six matches. September, I believe it was like the 20th of 2020, somewhere around there, was our last victory against Portland. And all it took was a little bit of a change on the back line and a change at the top. And our head coach, Steve Chirundolo, just want to remind everybody real quick that the Mauricio Mo Facio. Futsal court in Southeast LA. The fundraising is underway. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Southeast LA in Moe's honor. And the link to donate is in our bio on Instagram. And we at Defenders of the Bank are planning several ways to help raise money for this court being built in Moe's honor. We are also, by the way, doing this podcast with three tiny kittens running around us here over at Nina's Place. She is still fostering these kittens for another maybe three or four weeks or so, and it is absolutely adorable. Quick rundown. We're going to do a little bit of this day in LAFC history, news and notes. A look back at how one of our former players from 2018 is faring now five years later. Now that he has left LAFC. That was loud. Sorry about that. A very quick look at both the Las Vegas Lights and Angel City Football Club. And, of course, a breakdown of the match against Portland. I don't think Philly's digging what he just opened right now, but we'll see how that goes. White Claw, Hard Seltzer, Surge, Blood Orange, despite having 8% um, liquid glory, is uh, not very tasty, so don't bother. And just a quick reminder, if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank Philly. Let's pop in real quick to this day. In LAFC history, it is still game day right now. It's Tuesday, May 10th at 11.51 p.m. It is almost the 11th. Well, on Tuesday, May 10th, 2018, who can forget the time when Shaft Brewer Jr. was called into U.S. men, U.S. under-20 men's national team for two friendlies against Honduras? Yes, Shaft Brewer Jr. once played for this nation's under-20 team. On the 11th, the pre-Herbalife days, <laughs> the pre-Herbalife days, 
Uh, on the 11th, so just nine minutes from now, in 2019, 5-11-2019, LAFC defeats the Columbus Crew in Columbus behind goals from Mark Anthony K, not on the team anymore, Adama Diamande, not on the team anymore, and Carlos Vela. He's still on the team. Three. Some would argue they're wondering when he comes back from vacation. He's, you know, he played for a little bit today. He did all right. Uh, also on the 11th, what we found out at Bank of California Stadium today, I'm sorry I didn't already have it in this day in LAFC history, happy birthday, Maxime Crapeau. That's right, in just eight minutes, and he's definitely still going to be up. He'll he'll find some, some I don't know, some Crown Royal or what, what, what's, what other Canadian, what, Canadian Mist? Uh, I, um, I don't even... um, oh, gosh, what's the name of that like whiskey you would find in like 80s comic book ads? Oh, I thought it said Crown Royal, wasn't it? No, there's another one. There's another Canadian one. Club. Canadian Club. Yes, that's right. Whiskey. Oh, Canadian Club goodness. Whiskey. I don't know if they were really in comic books, but back then, like, you know, were Joe allowed, Camel was being advertised. I was going to say, were they allowed to advertise this stuff in comics? But I guess Probably. they were. Uh, and on the 12th, I did want to mention this one. On the 12th in 2016, the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena holds its final flag lowering and closes its doors for good before it would be torn down. And of course, the site of Bank of California Stadium. Mm, what was the last event at the at the at the arena? I, that's a great. I used to know the. That's probably like a Bruce Springsteen concert. I feel like he or a Billy Joel concert. I feel I like he. The sound of your guitar. I feel like he. Is he here right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like those guys closed down every arena. I don't know what the last event was. We'll have to. Hey, if uh, if you find out what it is, send us uh, send us a message on uh, on Instagram at. Defenders don't we owe somebody something for something? You said. said you. You said you were going to send somebody stuff. You, you you got with them on Instagram too. I don't know uh, what yes, happened. Yes, you, you're going to have to figure that out. That yes, was, that was you. Yes, uh, Springsteen was. was the last event at Sports Arena. See, I I actually thought I was right we with that heard one. The sound of his guitar. <laughs> He's the same verse just happened again. A very quick news and notes: LAFC and Lexus announced a new partnership on Monday, with Lexus becoming the first presenting sponsor of the Field Club space at Bank of California Stadium. Lexus is now the club's official luxury vehicle, not just the official vehicle of one panda. And the Field Club has been renamed the Lexus. Field Club. Really went out on a limb there on the naming, guys. Good job. According to the press release, the club features new design elements inspired by the expert design of Lexus's award-winning vehicles, and Lexus will also have a presence at all LAFC matches at Bank of California Stadium with additional fan engagement activations prior to select games at the LAFC Fan Fest located on Christmas Tree Lane on the north side I mean, do we of have the stadium. do we have like a car dealership going on at Bank California Stadium? I'm all about the sponsors, but I mean there's Porsche. What's the Jeep that's hanging out uh like behind the south end? Is isn't that a Ford? I don't know, it could be. It used to be a Ford. Now we have Toyota well, on Toyota, the other side. I mean, Toyota and Lexus are synonymous. Right. If, if you go out to uh if you go out to Japan, you're not going to hop into a uh a, a Toyota Was that a kitty? Was that a, what was that sound? So there isn't like an LS430 that's that's a Lexus. It's a Toyota. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that part makes sense. Uh, but hey, man, sponsorships mean more money. More money means more amenities, more amenities, more players, more good stuff, more this, more that. It's what we want, right? We want to be global icons. To be a global icon, you need global money. I, I can tell you, Mamadou Fall is going to bring in a lot of global money for us. That kid is yeah, so Another good. sombrero sighting. Oh, my I love goodness. It. More Absolutely. On that later. 
Quick former player news. I, I, we were, we were going to do this whole thing where we looked back on a bunch of players from 2018. Instead, we decided to take it one player for one episode at a time. We are going to continue as we started it last week with Adama Diamande. And this time, we're going to take a look at Marco Ureña, the player who scored the game-winning goal against Portland in our Open Cup match in 2018. See, there's a bit of a connection there. Ureña has been killing it this season in the Australian First Division with the Central Coast Mariners. Shout out to LAFC Monty. The Mariners currently sit fourth. Monty's a Western Sydney fan. I know, but he's the only A-League fan I know that we have here. <laughs> if you're also an A-League fan, hit us up. But Whoa, no, 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 no. Bam. Oh, ba- that's Bam's true. Bam's an A-League yep. fan. Bam, but who's... Bam, who's your club? He's he's up. He's I don't know if it's Melbourne Victory. I think it's Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory. Right. I mean, he lives in Melbourne. Bam, set us straight if we're wrong. I know it's Melbourne. either Melbourne or Mel- Victory or the RFC. Right. And I've been to a Hyundai A League game scarf. You have. It was. Wait, hold on. You brought me back a scarf. Wasn't it the Melbourne Victory? No. Well, I did bring you back that scarf when we were there. But the game that Panda Chad and I saw, it was Western Sydney versus Perth, and that was an interesting game because Perth came back with Western Sydney's coach and Western Sydney within the their inaugural year in the A-League, they did. They had some uh, some international dominance. They had a really good inaugural year, but this isn't an A-League podcast. It is right? not. The Mariners currently sit fourth in the A-League table with just one loss since February, due in large part to Ureña and his seven goals and six assists this season. Good Lord. Ureña played in 19 matches in our inaugural season, 18 in the regular season, and the one open cup match where he had the game-winning goal. Before injuries scuttled much of his campaign, Ureña was a real threat, tallying five assists in our first six matches. He would play at least 80 minutes in our first seven, including the full 90 and five of them, but would play just 90 minutes once more all season. So, Marco, we're glad you're doing well in the A-League, buddy. Seven goals, six assists. Maybe you can get some hardware. And now, if we had the, the roadcaster here, a very quick update for the Las Vegas Lights. And that's our Las Vegas Lights update for the podcast. Brilliant. Thank you. The Angel City Minute, though, is one of the favorite uh, new topics that we've got going I on here. I feel like you're stealing thunder from another uh, sister podcast that we have in it's, our little it's network. It's literally a minute. If you're not already following the Angel City Chicks, by the way, please Scarf, make sure. one minute, man. Right, listen, when it comes to Angel City stuff, yes. Uh, Quick draw my scarf. If... Uh, <laughs> If you're not already following the Angel City Chicks, though, please do. They are on 29 episodes. Is that right? Did I see that correctly? That's pretty incredible. 29 episodes in, and they've only had two official games in the NWSL. How awesome is that? Talk about there from the beginning. Angel City lost for the first time in their maiden NWSL season, falling to Amanda Cromwell and the Orlando Pride 1-0. That's an interesting turn of events if you think about it. I mean, Amanda Cromwell was the head coach of UCLA. Amanda Cromwell married to one fish who works for Angel City. I completely forgot about that connection. I'm sure Amanda Cromwell felt really good because I know she wanted that Angel City job. No doubt she wanted that job. She, had, she must have had the fire to stick it to, uh, to ACS. Now we're definitely stepping on the toes of the Angel City chicks right now. Sydney LaRue, the former Olympic gold medalist, a World Cup winner with the U.S. women, scored in the third minute, and that would be enough for the Pride to take all three points on Mother's Day. And Philly, their next match is Sunday, May 15th, in the nation's capital at Audi Field against assistant coach Lee Wynn and the defending champions, Washington Spirit. You know, Scarf, yep. I, um, yeah, those are your news and notes. Yep. You had your This Day in LAFC history. Yeah. Uh, I'm rather disappointed in you. Uh-oh. 
because we've had so many consecutive episodes where the millions and millions were eagerly waiting for you to call out one Kevin Baxter. Oh, I mean, I, I certainly can. Uh, I mean, I think we should maintain consistency. Decorum requires it. Look, I love it. All right. So listen, it's still Asian American Pacific Islanders Month, Kevin Baxter, and there's plenty of time for you to justify your insensitive tweet about Kim Moon Wan. And, uh, he's and not even reading it off the key cards to finish. He's got this ish memorized. I'm telling it. you, absolutely. Kevin, the invitation remains open and unanswered going on almost three months now. Feel free to reach out to us anytime you would like. That would be the Los Angeles Times Kevin Baxter. And that Philly is it. For all the news and notes, the Angel City Minute, everything else that we've got going on, let's talk about some Portland Timbers, baby, because we made some toothpicks out of the Timbers today. This was a big one. Portland has been one of our fiercest rivals. We went over it. They're 3-0-3 against us in our last six. We haven't beaten them since September 13th of 2020, 604 days ago. And in fact, the last time we played an open cup match, Philly, that we lost was against Portland Timbers, one nothing. You talked about it, Jeremy Obobese, 84th minute, and that was our first loss at home in 11 matches that season in 2019. It's safe to say, Philly, that we don't like Portland. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't I mean, call no. you the best color man in the business for nothing. So if you guys were out there witnessing the amazingness that is the North End and the 3252, our good buddy, Casey Garcia, president of the 3252, <laughs> standing on the capo stand, wearing a shirt that had a message that we all can get behind and agree with. It's a family-friendly podcast, so it I can't is. exactly repeat that. But look for photos of one Casey Garcia wearing an awesome shirt. It's a message to Portland. Now, the last time we did face off against these pesky pine trees during an open cup, we did something pretty darn cool. We set a record, a yep. milestone, a U.S. Open Cup record of just a couple of numbers shy of 18,000. We would not get close to that mark on this game. 11,014 at Bank of California Stadium. But I'll tell you this. It certainly looked like there were a lot more than that. And the stadium, by no means, was at half capacity in terms of its decibel level. The bank was rocking and the 3252 were doing their thing. Obviously because we have a pesky group of pine trees coming in. But not... Not the exact team that made it all the way to the MLS Cup Final. No Diego Valeri, and, and pretty much like no actual really good players. I mean, six or seven players. Six players out, one more on the injury list. Yeah, and you're going to go through the lineup. There's one particular goalkeeper I'd like to make fun of after you go through your lineup, but Portland kind of beaten up. 10th place currently in the West. Only two wins on the season. Not a good-looking bunch for Giovanni Savarisi. Yeah, look, I said this very, very early on at 110 Football. We were lucky enough to be on the, well, excuse me, the uh, 110 Football's Expansion Mansion, which is their uh, their MLS show that they've got there. And And I'll be perfectly honest, I said it early on, I don't think that Portland has the horses to run this offense anymore. They don't have the horses to play the style that they do. They don't have the horses to compete on the level that they would like to compete. And it's showing throughout the course of this season. They are currently leading Major League Soccer in yellow cards. They currently have red carded in three of their matches. Their physical style is causing this team to break down, which you see with the amount of injuries that have piled up. There was another one today, likely, with Jaroslav Nishkoda having to leave the match after subbing into the match when yeah. uh, when Gio pushed all his chips to the middle, trying to go for the win after you were down to nothing. Good strategy. Bold, bold move there, Cotton. And uh, I just... Uh, <laughs> 
I just don't think this is not, we talked about it, uh, Ben and I uh, watched this game with Ben from Relentless, and I said, this is not the Portland of old, it's just old Portland. Yeah. They just do not look like themselves anymore. Look, still, I don't know if this game was ever comfortable, Philly, but it definitely wasn't the nervy, overly physical kind of dirty affair for 90 minutes that you normally expect from Portland Timbers. Well, I mean, you jokingly said the minute Diego Char took the pitch, you're like, here, Mr. Char, sir, here's your yellow card for the beginning of the match. He didn't even earn one today. I'm so sad. What is a game? How am I going to tell my grandkids that I saw Diego Chara extend his record of yellow cards? I mean, come on, Diego. He's not dirty. He's not trying. Once again, they're getting old. Right, right. All right. So let me get in. Designated players are turning into designated pappies. They're playing (laughs) old, man. They're old is what we're saying. Uh, So let's get into the lineup. Of course, Giovanni Savarese at the helm. He has been at the helm for the last long while now. Dairon Espria, Claudio Bravo, Felipe Mora, Blake Bodley, George Foshive, and Diego Gutierrez all out for Portland. Saw them in Founders Club. We did. We saw all of them in Founders Club. And Van Rankin questionable for the game. Also, their normal keeper out, but in the 18. It's one of those things where I think he was probably going to get the night off anyway. Honestly, that's what I thought might have been the case with Maxime Cropo as well, but you'll have to wait until Philly uh, gives you the lineup for LAFC before we let that Canadian cat out of the bag. In net, it's David Bingham. Uh-huh. Yep, the same David Bingham who could not find work all of last season after having an awful several seasons with the Carson Galaxy. That same David Bingham. Also that same David Bingham whose last start was at Bank of California Stadium was that amazing 2019 playoff yep. game in which we sent the Lions, Latan Ibrahimovic, packing back to, uh, well, AC Milan. So it's I was going like to say. We, it's not like we banished him upgrade. to Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he found he t- a way he, to upgrade. He took the train to... to to Milan? To Milan. Life is hard. Uh, on the back line, Justin Rasmussen, Bill Tuiloma, that's a name we've heard of, Pablo Bonilla, and Zach McGraw. In the midfield, the yellow card himself, Diego Chara. Marvin Loria, David Ayala, Victor Griffith, Nathan Fogasha, and Sebastian Moreno. Don't worry, I've heard of Sebastian Moreno. Uh, it, it was just, again, this is not, where. where's Diego Valeri? Where's Jeremy Obobese? Where all of those big name guys, oh wait, let's look at the 18. Larry Smabiala, Yimmy Charo, Sebastian Blanco, Claudio Bravo. You got Christian Paredes and Yaroslav Nishkoda. That's a scary line that's, by itself. That's a really good 18, but this is a team that just hasn't been healthy. And as we would see during this match, I think Gio Savarese waited until the last possible minute to push all his chips into the table. My favorite is he thought he was big stacked at the table, but then Steve Chirundolo comes right back over the top afterwards, and we'll talk about that. Philly, that's the lineup for the Portland Timbers. Would they or wouldn't they go for it from the outset, Steve Chirundolo? You know, I was stunned. We talked about this on One More Sleep. I really was anticipating seeing Big John McCarthy getting the start between the pipes and maybe a couple other of the young ones. But Steve Chirondolo strapped on his Timberlands, grabbed his axe, <laughs> and put in his Paul Bunyan lineup. Because the minute we saw who took the pitch and who the starting lineup was, there was no question. Hold on, he- hold on, hold on. Was that our wait? 
What moment of the podcast? We haven't had one of those in a little bit. Oh my goodness. Philly, go on. Timberland's dungarees in that plaid shirt with a beanie. Steve Chirundolo was ready to chop some trees, baby. In between the pipes, not John McCarthy, who a lot of people would have anticipated, but one, Maxime Cripo and Amen, because he, he really earned <laughs> he his paycheck great. today. He was great. In the back line, Cheeky Palacios, Sebastian Ibiaga, Mamadou Fall, who steps up yet again, and Ryan Hollingshead, our midfield, Latif Blessing, Jose Cifuentes, and wearing the captain's armband scarf, Ilya Sanchez, who is no stranger to U.S. Open Cup success. Philly, that was interesting, by the way. Sifu and Latif playing together for, I think, what might be the first time this season. I'm having a hard time remembering where they played together. They've been kind of the super sub role for each other for most of the season. Just the two of us. <laughs> Just the Latif and Sifu. Can make it if we try. Just the two of us. we got a lot of singing going on. on I like party. it. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Who we got on the front line? From the moment I heard trial, say I had a clone. I knew I never... <laughs> Damn it, I messed it up. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, I, lo- yeah, I love yeah. gold. That's what's so bad, Dr. Evil. I don't, I don't even know wow. what I'm doing. Phil- All right, never mind. Philly's having a seizure, guys. Seriously, verbal diarrhea. Up in the front line, we got Quadwo Poku, Chicho Arango, and The Moose, who I said would score a goal today. He came close a couple of times. He did come That is your lineup. The Substitutes. Cal Jennings, formerly of the Indy 11, formerly a goal scorer in the last Open Cup game. Carlos Vela, Tony Leone, who, man, when I saw Tony Leone, I'm thinking, man, this this kid's a long way from puberty. Like, he's <laughs> ripped. Stupid He's going to start getting the uh, nickname that I gave Alejandro Guido soon, though. Come on, The man. ghost? Like, I, got, I really want to see. Look, for all of you out there that are listening, we signed three homegrown players, Christian Torres, Eric Duenas and Tony Leone at the same time two years ago, back when they were 16. I have wanted to see Tony Leone play, as many of you probably have out there. He was he was very, very highly touted coming in. And like Philly just mentioned, he kind of looks like a smaller Redwood with feet. So I, I really want to watch this kid play. But he hasn't gotten a chance. He has not suited up in an official competition for the black and gold yet. He's suited up in preseason, but he has not suited up in either an MLS game or even in an Open Cup game, and I'm dying to see this kid play. He has not played. Philly, I apologize. Go on with the 18. Ah, thank you. Thank you for rudely interrupting me. <laughs> um, Franco Escobar, John McCarthy, Kellen Acosta, and Pancho Janela. That is your LAFC lineup. And like you said, other than big, big Tony, we should start calling him Bam Bam. He's that big. Um <laughs> Everybody else played. Well, and, and, and John McCarthy. John McCarthy did not play. Yeah, John McCarthy did not play. But again, we were we were talking about Portland's bench and how strong they were. Uh, we're LAFC's bringing, bench pretty formidable. We're, bringing we're, Carlos Vale off the bench, Franco Escobar. Yeah, I mean, Kellen Acosta, U.S. men's national team midfielder. I mean, goodness. Yeah. So, Philly, eight minutes in was when we got a first little taste of the action where David Bingham easily corrals a header by Ryan Hollingshead. We got our first offside call as Chicho. Hits the post on the offside play. And in the 16th minute, another easily saved shot. This one 
by Focaccia. It's actually Fogasha, Fogasha, Focaccia. The USL kid that Portland brought up. All this kid does, by the way, is score goals. I mean, look, I don't like Focaccia bread. Are you kidding me? That's a great sandwich. Give me sourdough over Focaccia any day. Nathan Fogasha is the USL kid. Well, I think he was the leading scorer for the San Antonio USL squad last year. San Antonio FC, yes. Yeah, and signed with uh, Portland Timbers 2 this year, and now he's playing in the Open Cup match. So he was a player that I was really looking forward to seeing. What I love, Philly, is at least in most clubs, they let the young kids play in the Open Cup. And and I was looking forward to seeing what young kids would play in Portland, but not, not many of them did. But in the 18th minute, Philly, we got our first sighting of Maxime Cropo standing on his head. Uh, that we certainly did scarf. In the 18th minute, you said? Yeah, the, yep. hu- the huge talk- gaff there by Mama Dufal. Oh, but I thought we weren't playing young people. Yes, we are oh, playing young people. We had a 19-year-old who's our best center back right now. <laughs> yeah, m- m- Mr. Mama with you know, a bit of a... a, bit of a <laughs> that's how I'm going to refer to this. Is that mistake. what that is? I mean, that would be a, a, a verbal cue for gaff. For all of you that <laughs> had that on your bingo card, <laughs> let me know how you spell it. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he had a gaff... Uh, but I mean, there was a shot and saved luckily by by Maxime Cropo. I forgot exactly who it was that shot it for that, Portland. That was if number, I'm not mistaken, it was it was Loria. Yeah, number forty four. Yeah. He was the one who took the shot on there, number forty four. But man, yep. Maxime Cropo making his first big save out of what would be a six save night. I mean, he would have he didn't get six saves all the last month. No, let alone what he had this time around. I think that's actually true. Too. Y- yeah, I mean, Goodness. we he, he certainly earned his paycheck. <laughs> uh, minute, minutes later, four to be exact. Zach, there was a header saved by Dave Bingham off free kick. We get ourselves a corner. 23rd, Maxime bails out our guys after a bad, bad turnover by Cheeky Palacios. There was a great save. Yet again, Maxime Cripo. Yep. A Molson for Maxime. We should, that's a shirt. <laughs> Molson for Maxime. I like it. But yeah, corner for Portland. And so 23rd minute, Portland, as you used to love to say about one Diego Rossi, <laughs> Breaks out their diving team. Yeah, look, I, I was I was really disappointed in this one by Rasmussen. Rasmussen's not normally known as a diver, but that one looked really bad there. Holy Number 14. Diver. Free kick just outside the box. I, I like to call that player that lies down behind the wall there Mr. November because it's like he's posing for a calendar shoot. That would be Latif Blessing posing as yeah. Mr. November. But Mamadou Fall took one where he had to reboot the entire system after he... I, I'm not sure if it was a chest or if he had his hand over his man parts and the ball hit his hand. I, I don't know what happened there, but Mamadou took a tough one. I, I got really frustrated, Philly, in the 27th minute where it looked like I, I thought at first maybe, you know, they don't normally do this for, for Major League Soccer games, but maybe like Make-A-Wish Foundation was making someone's wish come true by letting them referee an Open Cup game or something. I didn't know what was happening. Oh, jeez. But uh, I, I wondered if the Open Cup was auditioning refs because it was pretty bad. No foul call after two clear ones on LAFC. Mm. But as soon as Ilya Sanchez moved a blade of grass around Diego Chara, there was a whistle. And, <laughs> and, and look, you heard it from the, you mentioned it was just over 11,000 from Bank of California Stadium. They were pretty pissed. You know what's funny is when you know, when Sanchez got fouled way down on the other end of the field, it was like Latif Blessing was laying down like he, oh, he was, was dead, yeah. and nobody was tending to him. And Amanda and I were watching it from Section 101. Big shout-out to Albert for the hookup. Thank you. And it was pretty hilarious. I'm sitting there going, 
He's got to be playing coy. He's got to be playing coy. So everybody's like looking and tending over to Ilya. Latif brings his head up and then he rolls around and lays right back down. <laughs> Just like, ah, oh, cheeky, cheeky blessing. Oh, but I uh, mean, that, that, that was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, open cup auditions for the refs. Like we've been on the refs all year long. Between the pro refs, the U.S. Open Cup refs, it hasn't been the greatest level of officiating. Not but great. I don't recall the last time we've applauded the, offici- the officials. Such a thankless job. It, it really, really, is all the pressure no love no accolades i would hate to be a referee i I will say this though philly i want to i want to backtrack a little bit on what i just said about the refs because i felt like as the game wore on i felt like the referee was doing better to to manage the game I, i think there were still a few more missed calls but i feel like it took this ref about 30 minutes to really get his feet under him and that being said, in the 31st minute, yeah, you know what else to put LAFC absolutely got their feet under them. It was Sifu with the corner and off the set piece, the ball came out wide to Mamadou Fall. And the the chemistry, the 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 workmanship that uh that Ma, that Mahala, excuse me, puts in on this overlapping run. We have been watching and waiting and hoping for some of these players to make overlapping it's runs on the outside. And, and, waiting. <laughs> and Mahala and makes one. And just the poise of Mamadou Fall holds the ball, holds the ball, holds the ball, holds the ball. All right, Mahala makes his run, threads the needle on the pass. I think that's the most underrated part of Mamadou Fall's game is his pinpoint passing. And he finds Chicho and, and Philly a back heel. A back heel. There was a a ball and a half worth of space between David Bingham and that near post, and somehow Chicho found it. Oh, he certainly snuck it by Dave Bingham, who clearly got caught snoozing on there. I, I don't think David Bingham was expecting Chicho to do a back heel like that. I mean, that's certainly a goal of the week candidate, if not goal of the month candidate. I mean, that was superb. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it, unfortunately, because literally the minute I got up to go to the urinal... Boom, I heard the music roaring. That's yeah. like something that would happen when like when Panda would get up. Normally goals are scored when she goes to the bathroom. I was so irritated that I missed it. You would have been made to stay in the bathroom if you were up in Founders Club for the well, rest of the half. Well, if I was Panda, then I probably would have. But I am not <laughs> Panda. I am Philly. So uh, therefore, I, I came back. But man, when I saw the highlight of that sucker, that was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. We yeah. got a goal. one nothing. Fantastic. And and that's when your phone also blew up, by the way, with all the Chicho Arango song references as well. Yeah, I created a monster with that Barry Manilow rendition. <laughs> Look, 37th minute, Mamadou fall late on getting back, but he finds the ball, makes the pass to Moose, earns a corner, and and look, what I, I just said it before, his passing is so underrated. I think Mamadou fall is an excellent passer. 38th minute, he finds Sebastian Ibeaga. Ibiaga got a decent touch on it, but unfortunately couldn't find it on goal. But Ilya corrals it. And, and you got it. Look, Oof. I'll say this. For for all the, the grief that we give David Bingham, this game could have been 4 or 5 nothing if not for a couple of good saves by David Bingham, including this one on Ilya Sanchez in the 38th minute. No, it was a heck of a goal. And yeah, we, we give Dave Bingham grief mainly because of the fact that he wore the crosstown colors. If he played for any other team, he'd be a serviceable keeper. But again, I hearken back to a time where we actually watched Vissel Kobe scrimmage against the Galaxy because we wanted to see the likes of Iniesta, David Villa, and of course, Lucas Podolski. And I will never forget for the life of me. In fact, this is probably the most glorious thing that ever happened in the career of (laughs) David Bingham. He had to see 
Andres Iniesta oh. from 11 meters away yep. faced a penalty kick and he stunned, stunned us and everybody oh, at the spot. I mean, dude, he saved Iniesta's shot. Pretty darn cool. So, yeah, as much crap as we give David Bingham, he's a serviceable goalkeeper. David Bingham sucks. <laughs> serviceable goalkeeper. 38-minute, <laughs> uh, much more than serviceable, was Latif Blessing's one-timer. But again... That was a great yeah, save by a David Bingham with a good Serviceable save. Bingham. Uh, I'm with you. 43rd minute, he got a little dangerous set piece by Portland. Led to a corner, but nothing. And look, we go into halftime, Philly. One minute of stoppage, but it's one nothing. Going into the half, I love Maxime Cropo, by the way, coming out and jarring with the ref a little bit in that first minute of stoppage time after he just stopped calling fouls for LAFC. It was ridiculous. But that being said, we get into the locker room, one nothing. The 32-52 and everybody in that north, what is that, northwest corner, just absolutely ripping on Portland as they walk through the tunnel. one nothing Philly in a completely dominant first half. Yeah, without a doubt, passing accuracy was on point. They, they took care of business in terms of duels one. Uh, they had five shots on, uh, let's see here, five shots on target? Yeah, no, they had, yeah, five shots on target in that first half. Like, they were doing, they were doing their thing. Portland only had... Portland had threes. I mean, LAFC was doing quite well in the first half. And, you know, they didn't come out. They didn't start off slow, which has been the argument with that this team huge. all season right. long. But they, they went out there and they certainly tested Bingham a couple of times. But that's not to say that uh, Portland didn't test Maxime Cripeau. Maxime Cripeau certainly got tested and got tested multiple times. But you had to feel pretty good going into the locker room at a halftime with LAFC up one nothing, dominating the game for the most part. Yeah, and look, this is what we've been waiting for for LAFC, right? With a lineup, by the way, that is not even our normal 11, several players you could mix and match and say that we could put maybe a little bit better or a little bit stronger of an 11 out there. And yet against a team like Portland, who's down a bunch of guys, who has everything, uh, has, has nothing to lose, excuse me, and everything to play for out in front of them, I felt like being up one nothing, especially with the with it being Portland, with it still being Giovanni Savarese across from you on that sideline over there, huge, huge first half for LAFC. And Philly, it would take just nine more minutes in the second half. I Look, I'll tell you who I channeled when I watched Mamadou fall. I channeled all those Pac-10 after dark college basketball games. <laughs> BYU versus Air Force. With Bill oh, Walton. Sorry, never mind. Such grace, such composure. Throw it down, big man. Look at him. He's young, but he still brings it to the hoop every single time. The Conference of Champions. Can you believe it? I re- I was reminded pretty good, of Bill Walton because I watched the ball go into the air. And Mamadou Fall calmly collects it on a bit of a one-timer and he knew he was going to the what was the left of him but to the right of the keeper he knew he was going to try to put it in on a bounce or two he wasn't going to try to take it out of the air and sky that ball up and over the post I just look yes Mamadou Fall still has some nooks and crannies that he needs to work out in terms of his defending But I don't know that there is a better passer. I don't know that there is a more confident shooter. I don't know that there is a better leaper in all of Major League Soccer. And the dude is flipping 19 years old. We might get $19 million for this kid who's 19 years old. Philly, Mama Dufal, 
up next to Casey on the capo stand with the bleepity bleep Portland t-shirt that he was wearing, the sombrero. We are going to be able to say, Philly, when we get even older and even grayer. <laughs> Is that, that really possible at this point? I feel like it a little bit. We're both growing horizontally, not vertically. That much I can say, and that sucks. I, I feel like, Philly, you and I are going to be able to tell all of the little grand kittens and grand people that are in our lives that we got to see Mama Fall play. If U.S. soccer was smart, if Greg Berhalter was smart, they would do whatever they could to expedite Mama Fall's citizenship status and bring him on to the U.S. men's national team. That would be an incredible he, scenario. I got an interesting question for you, Philly. Yeah. I, I believe they won the African group, Senegal. What's Senegal doing not calling Mamadou Fall into their next camp? I mean, he is Senegalese, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, is it far-fetched? Yeah. Is it crazy, Philly, to think that in just a year and a half, he could go from playing for Montverde Academy to playing in the World Cup for Senegal. Am I crazy, Philly? From the prom to the global pitch. No, that is a true story that... I mean, he hasn't actually had any time, though. He's like, never been called yeah, up to no, a national I mean, team. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but, I mean, heck, if they could rush his U.S. citizenship status, citizenship, I mean, the, the U.S. is uh, looking for, uh, you know, center backs, and there's not going to be I mean, any. Miles Robinson isn't playing, that's for sure. I mean, they're, they're not going to bring back John Brooks. Ugh, that, I, that's a whole other story. Look, I this what we're saying is the kid is— He can play. He, he can, the ceiling on an international is level. Unreal. The ceiling is unreal. Philly, in the 59th minute— I don't know if there was anybody more disappointed than I was in the match. Well, because, well, before you go there, I just want yeah. to give a shout. Anytime Mamadou Fall puts that sombrero on, yep. that's pretty cool. And if you are wondering what the story is with that, shout out to our buddy Mario. Shout out to the Empire Boys. That's his sombrero. That's gone on the head of Mamadou Fall twice now. Awesome stuff. So big shout out to our buddy in the Empire Boys, Mario. I, I'm below. actually, Mario, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out for a quick second. If Mamadou Fall leaves... I think I think that sombrero might have to go with him, but I think you got to make a new one Ooh. after that. I think I think that goes with Ma- you got to or or you get Mamadou to sign it and take a picture of you with it, and that goes up on your wall. Either way, the sombrero retires when Mamadou Fall leaves LAFC. Mario, maybe that one goes up on your wall with a signed picture for Mamadou Fall. I mean, he's something. got multiple ones. I mean, I've seen him at SoFi Stadium oh, yeah. rocking the red one because he's a Niners fan. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. For sure. That was that was really disappointing, by the way, when we ran into him and he was had that giant Niner sombrero. Mario, we still love you, buddy. But, I mean, that's, it's got to retire with Mamadou. Diego Chara, Philly, went 59 whole minutes without a yellow card. Yes, very shocking, very disappointing, and I'm sure everybody in Vegas was stunned. because <laughs> I, Was there a line on, on Will Diego or won't he? I love it. I mean, there, there, there really needs to be. In fact, hopefully you know, they could legalize that stuff to where we could start putting fun bets on our phone during the LAFC games. But yeah, he goes out. Christian Paredes coming into the match. We see a, a, a slew of subs at this point. Uh, yeah, it was basically subs and yellows after the 60th minute. <laughs> that's that's a really good way. I mean, in the 60, 60 almost 61st minute, we got we got Latif Blessing coming off for Kellen Acosta. We got Chicho Arango coming off for Carlos Vela? But, so yeah, Ooh. it was Vela and Acosta in and Chicho and Latif out. I mean, that's scary, but like, man, Vela in... Right now? I didn't love it. No, I can't say I loved it either. But look, you got to give the captain a little bit of run. Did you? I mean, you, 
be bored otherwise. <laughs> I'm okay with him being bored and healthy. I did see bored something pretty healthy. cool, though. There was a guy rocking a Real Sociedad Carlos Vela jersey, which Ooh. I've been so desperately eyeing, but I haven't pulled was the trigger. Was that the white and blue? Yeah, with the with stripes. The, yeah, oh, such a nice jersey. It's awesome. with Carlos D uh, on, on the back of it. I've been wanting that jersey. I've been looking for it and at it, but... I need to spend money on better say, things. Than I think jerseys. there's one for several hundred dollars on eBay if you want one. But yeah, uh, I know, I know. But I got other things to do, like pay bills and a mortgage. So, so I can, I could just imagine Giovanni Savarese when he saw Vela and Acosta go in. He's like, I gotta go for it. Like it's, it's the, it's the sixth attacker in indoor soccer. It's pulling the keeper in the NHL. Ooh, listen to you, right? I think in the 65th minute, with just 25 minutes to go, Giovanni Savarese went, all right, we're down 2 nothing. I've got my best guys on yeah. the bench who have all been hurt. Assassins. Let's let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. So Yaroslav Nishkoda comes in. That was a big mistake. Yimmy Chara comes in, and Sebastian Blanco comes in. And Sebastian Blanco, post-ACL, has been a very different player than Sebastian Blanco pre-ACL. But this was Portland pushing all their chips to the middle and Philly for 10 minutes. It worked. There were save after save after save. Oh, yeah. And yeah, within the 70th, absolutely. Yep. Maxime Cripo, that's where he earned his Molson right there. Yeah, no, I Forget mean. Forget Molson, Molson's like Molson. an entire six pack. <laughs> a whole sixer. Uh, 71st minute, save by Max. 72nd minute, flying through the air like a, the, the svelte Canadian goose that he is. What a beautiful save. And another one in the 72nd minute when he punched it away. Sebastian Blanco from distance that banged off the top of the crossbar. That was a close call. That ball, Philly, that ball dipped so nicely right at the last second there. Look, Sebastian Blanco is as good of a player when he's healthy in Major League Soccer as there is. But my only thought, and I wrote this in my notes, is save it for the All-Star game, Sebastian, for that crossbar challenge. Stop trying to do that stuff against us. He is so, so good. But what I love, Philly, you think, all right, LAFC, Vela and Acosta coming in. Oh, oh, I'll see your Vela and Acosta and go Nishkoda, Yumi Chara, and Sebastian Blanco. So when you think they've got no more chips left, good old Stevie Chirondolo goes, oh, oh, oh. How about how about Pancho Ginella and Franco Escobar coming in to salt the game away for Sifu and Cheeky? Paul Bunyan lineup, baby, and that goes to the bench. The bench came in and they came in solid. Pancho Ginella. Still one of the more expensive players that we have for LAFC. <laughs> Still waiting for him to really half a million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But anyway, that's uh, you know that that that's a good thing. Uh, yep. Escobar out, uh, cheeky out. Sifu, uh, I mean Sifu out. I'm sorry. No, I'm yeah, cheeky and Sifu out. Sorry, I'm an there idiot. Escobar and Janela in. Awesome stuff. 80th minute. Danny looks hurt, man. He ended up taking a shot on goal, and I don't know what it was that he tweaked. Yeah, what was it? I, I wasn't quite sure. I was with Panda. We somehow managed to find our way onto the field uh, next to some <laughs> interesting, uh, you know, high-profile celebrities and whatnot. Were you next to Jaime Camille? Uh, no, but he gave my wife a hug, like he knew her for a while, and that rubbed me in an interesting way. Not a, not, not, not like a... Wait, Jaime Camille rubbed you in an interesting nobody way? Nobody rubbed me in any kind of way. Got it. Was it. Just, it was just interesting. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, all these people know my wife. They don't know me. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. You had your Saturday's football hat on. DJ Flick knew who I was. You, you had your gray hoodie on. You were, you were incognito Philly. Incognito Philly? What do I do? I need to wear loud suits at Bank of California Stadium. You wear them everywhere else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
Your boy finally got a little bit of run. Cal Jennings came in from a holiday in the Indy 11 minute. in the house. That was... Uh, I fived him in the tunnel at the end of the game. Nice. That's, yeah, Central look, Florida look in the name house. name dropping. Look at you. Uh, by the way, right before that was another save by Maxime Cropot diving oh, to you. his left. But yeah, we got a sub in the scarf minute, which was great. A great run by uh, by Escobar. That kind of sucks. Danny gets hurt in the Philly <laughs> minute. And <then> we can... <laughs> I, I keep wanting to say Pablo Escobar, but his name is Franco <laughs> Escobar. I'm telling you, I keep looking down. It's Wrong. not... Wrong Escobar. Wrong Escobar. Sorry. That guy uh, is dead. As if, uh, as if Portland didn't have enough trouble right before stoppage time, Yaroslav Nishgoda goes out with what looked like an injury. Five minutes of stoppage time. And Philly, in that first, what, minute, minute and a half, Maxime Cropot was just going on walkabout for a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, certainly walking towards like the, the earned six-pack of right? muscles that he had. <laughs> yeah, where, where he was going... We would, we, we'd only have to ask him. I, I, we didn't get a chance to stick around for the press conference. We had press passes, and I don't know why the heck we didn't this time around. That was really, really naive and dumb of us. We yeah. we need to take more advantage of that. We next can time. and we don't. We next, will do that next, next game. Time. We will, but five minutes of stoppage time. Look, nothing really went down other right. than that. And, um, a little chippiness, but you know what? Eh. It's Portland LAFC, but not as chippy as it's gotten in the past. But yeah. a 2 nothing win at Bank of California Stadium. We've done exceptionally well at the bank. The bank definitely a fortress today, despite it not being at full capacity. But we get, I mean, we we win, and I guess you could call it the rubber match. Yep. Uh, we finally take out Portland. You said it. We hadn't beaten them in 600 days. Portland not looking like the team of destiny, not looking like the team that should have represented <clears throat> the West Coast in the MLS finals. But it is a long, long and arduous MLS season. And Giovanni Savarese usually gets his boys clicking and firing on all cylinders as the season matures. One thing that will not mature for the Portland Timbers, though, is their time in the U.S. Open Cup. As LAFC (laughs) advances, Paul Bunyan tears down those trees and... It's a beautiful thing. It on, is. On a Tuesday. It is. Philly, you're man of the match? I mean, Maxime Cripo, there's no question about it. He obviously got the man of the man. Man of the man? Man of the match <laughs> scarf. Uh, dude, he had one of his better outings. Other than the little walkabout that he had. I mean, six saves, clean sheet, and it's his birthday. All I want for birthday is another clean sheet. Another, <laughs> another clean, clean sheet. sheet. <laughs> you can kiss my feet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to try and go a deep cut and say, oh, maybe it was Mamadou or maybe it was no Maxime Cropot. Maxime Cropot was the reason why we had the clean sheet tonight. I don't want to say he's the reason why we won the game tonight, because I think that Portland just was outmanned and outgunned from the very beginning. But Maxime Cropot, clearly my man of the match as well. That kick and play. So here's the fun part, Philly. Oh, you mean we haven't been having fun? We've for been how having many fun. We no, we've been having. We're only forty nine minutes in. We're no bad. way. Are we going to really be under an hour? We're working on it. We're very close. Oh, so, let's completely screw that plan. So up. we've got right. You had to say it. Uh, we've got Phoenix and Sacramento playing each other. You've got Seattle and San Jose playing each other, and you've got Carson and Cal United Strikers FC playing each other. Those are the other six teams in our region, and then things get redrawn after. The important part is, Philly, we are in. We'll see who wins the other three spots in our region, and then we get down to, it's, I don't know, it's like the north, south, east, west, however they, they group these teams, different regions, but there'll be, there'll be 16 teams left. We are one of them. And in case you're curious, I was supposed to have this teed up, and I absolutely did not have this teed up. But in case you're curious, I'm going to try and find the scores 
while uh, while Philly talks about something else for a second here. Yeah, and that's something else I'm going to talk about is uh, Cal United Strikers. Oh yeah, a- 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 FC. How in the heck? Does, I mean, Carson gets a. a, a this is a Nisa team. Yeah, man. they're a third or fourth division team. Team. It's Nisa. Crazy. Yeah, Nisa. That's uh, the Los Angeles Force. If you guys are familiar with one of our local teams, Nisa. Yeah, we played Portland for Christ's sake, and these chuckleheads get. Nisa teams? Look, they, they got lucky. Uh, so the other teams that played today in the Open Cup, by the way, Orlando dispatched Philadelphia. New York, 3-0 the Red Bulls over D.C. United. I'm sorry. I resent that remark. Sorry. The New Jersey Energy Drinks. Thank you. They, Harrison, bro. I was Harrison. Re- I was really hoping that the South Georgia Tormenta FC would find a way against Inter-Miami. They have a fun logo. They do. It's uh, based on the, uh, the Pelicans logo, I think, the NBA logo. Uh, but Inter-Miami wins that game 3-1. Sporting KC 4-2 over Dallas. And, of course, we win over Portland. If you're curious, the Richmond Kickers, yeah. they take on Charlotte in what should be a really fun match. Uh, New England and FC Cincinnati, NYCFC against Rochester, baby. You know what, what's fun about Rochester? Uh, they won the Open. The Rhinos have the, won the Open Cup before. Yes, so they're rebranded. This is the team Jamie Vardy owns, so you are absolutely correct. It's, the Rochester Rhinos, since its inception, the only non-MLS team to win the MLS Cup. Right, since MLS started playing in uh, the Open Cup, you mean. Yeah, what did since I say? the MLS Cup. Oh, shoot. Uh, since, yeah, that's what I since meant. Since MLS teams have been playing in the Open Cup, Rochester Rhinos, the last team to win it. But now it's a Who'd Jamie. Who they beat? Who they beat? Uh, Color... Yep, the Colorado, yeah, Colorado Rapids hey. when, when Marcelo Balboa. Marcelo Balboa, was on the who's team. a big freaking dude, by the way. And he's got great hair. It's a, He does. It's a Jamie Vardy party, though, now in Rochester. So that's going to be fun. The Loons taking on the Rapids in what is a completely fun match to say out loud nashville and atlanta oh the battle of the south in the open cup the stars at night are big and bright (laughs) deep in the heart of texas where's pnc stadium is that where they play yeah that's where uh, houston plays uh how about the uh houston dynamo taking on the san antonio fc of the usl that should be a fun one Seattle taking on San Jose at some place called the Starfire Sports Complex. Sounds I thought like a, it sounds like a laser tag. It joy. really does. It sounds like you can go bowling and laser tagging at Starfire Sports Complex. I thought San Jose played at PayPal Park and Seattle played at Lumen Field. So I don't know what's going on at those two places. And then uh, there's also I, I got to mention this Cal United. You mentioned Cal United against the Galaxy. I'm such a Nisa fan tomorrow, but dude. But there's another game on the schedule tomorrow, Philly. Are you familiar with the final game on the schedule? You're looking at it. I don't think you see Sounders it. Smurfquakes. Nope. How about the Vancouver Whitecaps oh, with, uh, taking on FC Valor or Valor? Maybe it's just a fun is you. That what their teams made out of Philly. Valor? It's the Canadian. Championship. Oh man, dude, denim on denim, the Canadian tuxedo it's tango. Gonna, it's gonna be great. There's an open. There's a excuse me, a Champions League spot on the line at BC Place tomorrow when the the Valor the Valour take on the Vancouver. We're professional, Scarf. We should probably get the name right. I, it's Valour. V A L O U R. Is it Valor? Is it Valour? I don't. Look, Valour. We, we don't use the Queen's <laughs> English here in the United States, so I don't know. But all I know is the Canadian Championship is on the line tomorrow. Oh Philly. man, dude! I I mean, Vancouver's been looking like a um, 
like like a POS. I mean, oh, they're bad. A POS at BC Place. Yeah, they're I mean, not good. No, they're they're not good at all. So that would actually be an intriguing match to watch within thirty minutes. But I know everybody that's a fan of of the black and gold. We're all Cal United strikers. We are all Cal United tomorrow. strikers. Although, could, could you Im- could you imagine? I mean, anybody out there that likes to go out there and engage in the Twitter warfare, right? This would be an unbelievable right. bit of bait. I, I will say this though. A free Derby from the Open Cup? It'd be kind of neat, right? We get another Derby? Why not? Yeah, why not? But you know what? Go Cal United. Philly LAFC has three more games in their next 11 days. Starting with are a trip to... Are we ever going to sleep? We are not in May. Uh, how about starting with a beautiful trip, Philly, to somewhere we've been, Commerce City, Colorado, to take on Mark Anthony K., Stephen Betashore, and the Colorado Rapids. Place is out in the middle of it nowhere, in man. in the sticks of the sticks. Saturday, May 14th is when we play them. Four days later on the 18th, the Black and Gold return home to take on FC Broccoli in what should be a good match between Austin and LAFC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No, that was a good thing. And finally, LAFC travels all the way to Columbus just three days after playing Austin to take on what's left of the Columbus crew. The gauntlet is real, Philly, and at least we get a whole week off before we take on the Smurf Quakes at the bank on May 28th to complete sleep. seven matches in May. Good Lord, that is a lot, a lot of games which is fun, but those are a lot of podcasts, and that means there's a lot of no sleep. For no, sleep. And the scarf. no sleep. Till no sleep till June. <laughs> Man, we've been singing a lot of songs. We have. This has been a good one. You guys, we're only 56 minutes in, but you know what? That means we're going to try to get this one in in under an hour, oh, baby. Well, I'm just going to. Nope. Take you get my out of here time. right now. Look. You guys, we got plenty more podcasts to do. We are all Cal United fans tomorrow. And you guys know how we like to end all of our episodes, especially ones where we kick Portland's butt. Let's see how long I could drag this out. I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.